Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Last time I was here, the Holy Spirit gave me a very powerful message about the fire of God and certain things that we can do or fuels that we can add to that fire that would set it ablaze. And I mean, I told you there were so many points to what I had and I'm gonna kinda expand on that. But one of the main sources of the fire or the fire itself is the Holy Spirit, amen? the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's why I've titled the message today, we can't function without you. Or Holy Spirit, we can't function without you because we need the Holy Spirit for absolutely everything and anything that we do in our lives. Are you guys with me? We may have talents, we may have abilities, we may have um, so many capabilities, but at the end of the day, when we partner up with the Holy Spirit, We have no other choice but to be fruitful. We have no other choice but to walk in the power of God. And the power of God, when it comes, it changes you. And when the power of God comes, it helps you in the midst of your weakness, in the midst of you wanting to break down. He comes and he begins to do something inside of your life. So an absolutely crucial form of fuel that ignites a fire in the heart of any believer or the church itself is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you study the church history throughout the ages, you are going to discover that the supernatural element of the Holy Spirit is always present. Can you say with me, the Holy Spirit is always present when important things begin to happen. See, in the earliest days of the church, as recorded in the book of Acts, the early believers understood their complete dependence upon the Holy Spirit, and they lived a life that was burning passionately with His power, with His freedom, with His love, and with His joy. And one of the things that the early disciples saw constantly, the early church saw constantly, they saw that the sick were being healed. They saw that demons were casted out. They saw the dead begin to raise. And one of the most crucial things is that they began to testify of the living Jesus wherever they went. The passion that they carried for God was so great because they had experienced him. And that passion just set them ablaze and they couldn't stop talking about Jesus because when Jesus came, Jesus transformed their lives. Jesus began to change the way that they were living and see, they weren't chosen by any rabbi. They weren't chosen by any teacher. And when Jesus came, Jesus chose them. The ones that were never chosen, Jesus came and he said, you know what? I pick you, I choose you, come and follow me. Come and be part of the movement that the whole world and generation after generations come and be part of this movement because the whole world will know what I'm about to do and I'm gonna make you a part of that. And see, there was a revolution that happened when Jesus came and presented himself to the disciples into the world that through them great works mighty works mighty demonstrations of power the miraculous all of a sudden started manifesting and it was something that people had never seen before so this afternoon i want you to have your heart open and receptive to the word of god because this morning this afternoon he chose you to do great wonders, great signs, and great miracles through your life. He decided to bring you in this place today, and he said, I'm going to put you to listen to my word, and I'm going to empower you. I'm going to change your life, and I want to tell you that I choose you for greatness, and the Spirit, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit of God has to come upon the church in order for the church to see tremendous manifestation of my spirit. See, whenever this movement of the Holy Spirit began to happen, darkness was driven back 
and the gospel, the word of God was established in the hearts of those that were formerly gripped and grabbed by the power of darkness. And the early church was burning so fiercely with the power of the Holy Spirit. And see, unfortunately, much of the church today operates without the supernatural power or involvement of the Holy Spirit. All over the place, we see movies, series, episodes, wherever you look, and they're involving the supernatural. Because there's a generation that hungers for this. There's people that know that there's more to life than just the ordinary. And see, the church, most of the church, is, might not be operating in the place that the Lord has called them to operate. And I want to share this quote really quick by A.W. Tozer. He described the dilemma that we were having in the modern, the modern church when he said the following. And I want you to read this with me. And it's kind of scary at the same time. It says, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. But if the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they would do would all of a sudden just stop and everyone would know the difference. Say with me, we need the Holy Spirit. We can't function, we can't work without the Holy Spirit. See, the world is out there, they're ranting and they're raving and they're crying out for the manifestation of the sons of God and that's what the word says, that the land itself is crying out and it wants to see the full-blown manifestation of the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. And you know what? The whole land is crying out and it's saying, hey, where are you children of God? Where are the sons? Where are the daughters? Where are the, the ones who are going to go and preach the gospel? Where are the ones that are going to make a difference? Where are the ones that are called peacemakers? Where are the ones that are called to bind up the brokenhearted and the land and this generation and people all around us are crying out because they need the word of God. They need the power of God. They need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something powerful. You carry, you carry the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You are a temple. You are a building where the Holy Spirit is there. And he wants to do great wonders and great works through your life. Amen. He wants to do it through you. See, many churches doctrinally believe in the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. But they don't experience much of it. Theologian Donald G. said, doctrines about the spirit are necessary and inevitable, but the all-important question is not what we mentally believe, but, we, but what we experimentally begin to enjoy and begin to live. See, it's not just about knowing it. It's not just about having it in your mind, but it's about living out. And everything that we preach and everything that we do or say all of that must carry away. And if I'm going to preach to you about the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, it's because I've encountered the Holy Spirit. It's because I live every single day knowing that the Spirit of God is with me and with my family and with our church and with our city. You know why? Because he's there. And it's a promise that we carry that you will never be alone, but that he would be with you every single day of your life. And when you think you're alone just be reminded that you are not that you are not alone but that he walks with you that if you go to Walmart guess what the Holy Spirit is walking right next to you the Holy Spirit is walking there with you that when you go to whatever restaurant when you go to whatever business or whatever place you have an army of angels that are walking there around you so say with me I am not alone the Holy Spirit goes with me. Amen. And the Spirit of God is stronger than any other spirit that might want to come against me because he fights for me. And I'm standing on a solid, unmovable, unshakable rock. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Missionary Hudson Taylor said, 
We have given too much attention to the methods and to the machinery and too little to the source of power, the filling of the Holy Ghost. More than anything, we must focus on having a relationship with the Lord over every other thing. Listen, even over any other relationship, your number one relationship should be the Lord. Because from there, every other relationship will be blessed because of your obedience. Because of the purity that happens whenever you're talking to the Holy Spirit, his thoughts for you and for other people are transferred into your spirit. His thoughts over you and over your household begin to all of a sudden kick in right there. And you say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need your love. I need your presence. And you're there and you're talking to him. And he begins to reveal his heart for you and for your life. Say with me, I'm not alone. Say with me, I'm not alone. See, let us not be focused on what we can do. That we forget what only the Holy Spirit is able to do through us and in us. Don't focus so much on what you can do. I know you can do a lot. But what about focusing on what the Spirit of God can do in you and through you? Can you focus on that? Can you focus on his spirit? Can you focus on his love? Can you focus on his joy? See, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know the things that have tried crushing you and binding you. But the Holy Spirit is standing there right next to you. Listen what D.O. Moody said. He said this so well when he said, how easy it is to work for God that when we are filled with his spirit, his service is so sweet and so delightful. He is not a hard master. People talk about being overworked and breaking down. Have you guys been there? I'm tired. I'm broken down. I'm beat up. I'm overworked. Yeah, I think a lot of you. I think a lot of us. Amen. And he said this. He said, it is not so. It is over worry and care that wears out people. We're constantly in a state of worry. I'm worrying about this and about that. This isn't going right. This isn't going my way. And all of a sudden we get stressed out. We get frustrated. We begin to go into another state of despair because we feel like we're breaking down. Our emotions are breaking down. Our mindset is breaking down. Even through your dreams at night, you feel like everything is just going beyond your control. And then all of a sudden you have dreams that you're driving a car and that the brakes won't stop. That your car breaks down. That the battery dies and you can't go to where you want to. Yeah? Have you had those types of dreams? See? And let me tell you something. All these things are not from overwork, but because... There has been so much friction in that machinery that there hasn't been enough oil of the spirit. Great engines, this is what D.O. Moody says. He says, great engines have their machinery so arranged that where there is friction, there is oil that is constantly dropping all the time. And it is a good thing for Christians to have plenty of oil. Amen. You remember the ten, the 10 virgins in the word of God in the gospels, amen? There was 10 of them. Five of them had enough oil to last them. The other five, the word of God describes them as foolish, amen? They were not ready. They didn't have enough oil. And they were there. They were struggling at the last minute. And they had to go back and get that oil again. But the husband was coming. And see... I want to tell you this, and for so many years people have heard it, but I want to remind you because it has to be one of our main focuses. We have to prepare because we're preparing for something great. We're preparing for a wedding. Look to the person next to you and tell them, we're preparing for a wedding. And a lot of you guys may ask yourself, who's getting married? Is Caleb and Erica finally getting married? <laughs> I had to do that. I love you guys. I was getting married. That, that was a question. 
And who's getting married? Are they getting married? <laughs> but listen to this. Amen. We're called to get ready because the coming of Jesus is soon. I don't know how long it's going to take. Five years, one year, one month, one day, five more years, ten more years. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Holy Spirit has called us to get ready. So tell her, get ready. Tell them, get ready. Tell them, get ready. We need to get ready. And you know, one of the things of getting ready for the coming of Jesus is that he's coming for a wife. And the church is a wife of Jesus. He's coming for a bride that is beautiful, that has a white dress on, that's walking in purity and in holiness and integrity in honesty and in truth. So when he comes, he's looking for these characteristics inside of us. The honesty, the truth, the love, the joy, the peace. And he's shouting from over there and over here. And he's saying, church, get ready. Because I love you and I'm coming really, really soon. I'm coming really, really soon. So the church has to prepare. Can you imagine going to a wedding and all of a sudden the bride comes and everyone was expecting a very beautiful bride. She walks down the aisles. Y está toda greñuda la mujer. Her hair is all messed up. Her makeup, it seemed like she cried before going there. And her makeup, her, uh, what do you call the black, the black stuff all over? The, the mascara was all over her face. Her dress torn and dirty. Looked like she had a couple of chocolate donuts. And she was completely dirty. One of her heels was broken. And you look at her and, and you're like, man, is she really going to get married like that? See, it, it, it might be funny right now as I'm saying it, but it won't be funny the day that Jesus comes and that he would find a bride that is unprepared, that is not walking in holiness and integrity. See, the Lord wants a wife that is pure, that is walking in integrity, that is walking in love, that is walking in his spirit. So tell your neighbor, hey, stop walking dirty. Take a shower in the presence of God and the water of God. Tell him, you, you got to get ready because he wants you to be ready for his coming. See? I don't know why you guys are laughing. <laughs> Genesis 1, verse 1 to 2. Listen. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. Say with me, no form. It was void and it was filled with darkness. See, and it said darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Who was hovering over that place? The Holy Spirit. Who said that? I like your excitement. Come on. You got the Holy Ghost here. <laughs> See, the Holy Spirit was there. Where was he hovering over? waters and a place that was what it was empty it was void it was without form it was completely chaotic it was in really really bad shape now let me ask you how many of you guys feel that you're without form in your spiritual walk with God how many of you guys feel like you're empty inside how many of you guys have felt that Instead of walking in light, you're walking in darkness. And you can't see the way out. And you're like, God, I need your help. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is an expert in working in places of darkness and bringing light to them. He's an expert of filling up the places that are empty and void. And he begins to bring joy once again. The Holy Spirit is an expert of wherever there is no form and discipline. The Holy Spirit would come and all of a sudden will begin to put you back in shape in your walk with him. 
See, he's an expert at that. So if you felt broken, if you felt abused, if you felt like you don't know the way out and that you're living in darkness, let me tell you that the Holy Spirit, the master of working in these types of atmospheres is able to radically change the environment or the mentality or the life where you're at right now. See, in these verses, we see the Holy Spirit moving upon the face of the deep, which was upon the face of the earth. And the first mention of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is very important. Say with me, it's very important. Because it reveals the Holy Spirit in movement. It reveals the Holy Spirit in movement. And from the beginning to the very end of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is always in divine movement. He's always moving around. He's always doing something. He's always actively trying to create something new inside of our lives. And he's looking at you and he's like, when am I gonna hover over them? He's looking at your family. I can hover over your family. I can hover over your church. I can hover over your children. Just let me. Just give me control. Just believe in me because I'm an expert at fixing things that are broken. I'm an expert at that. See, he's looking at you. He's looking at your family. He's looking at your kids, the things that you think are out of control, the people that you think are out of control. He's there and he's waiting to hover over every single one of you today. And he's willing to do something so extraordinary, powerful and creative with you and in you and through you and with all of those that are around you as well. See, when the Holy Spirit moved, the creative and divine power was all of a sudden released and he began to bring order to the chaos that was upon the face of the earth. That's his expertise, amen? From the very beginning of the scriptures, we find that the Holy Spirit was revealed as the creative power of God. And throughout the entire Bible, we read over and over again that when the Holy Spirit is present in a place that he begins to move and individuals are empowered with creative power and all of that just comes over you. Have you ever felt that you have no creativity at all? You're like, man, I'm not that creative. See, that's a lie because you were made in the image of God. And creativity is one of his, it's in his nature. Amen? To create new things, to do new things, to have new ideas. It's, it's in him. It's in his nature. And it's also in the inside of you. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you can't get a brand new idea. And you're like, God, what do I do? And when you begin to pray to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden he gives you a dream or he gives you a revelation or he brings a thought or a picture inside of your mind. And the place where you found yourself that you were stuck, all of a sudden you get the revelation, you walk with it, you run with it, and he unstucks you you that's even a word <laughs> see he unstucks you he gets you out of the place and he, begin, he begins to do something inside of you. But when the Holy Spirit is released over you, be, you begin to get energized empowered with his spirit to do uncommon things. See, and I believe God is a creative God. We see it throughout the Bible from the very beginning to the very end. He loves to create. He loves to restore. He loves to bring meaning and, and purpose into the lives. And see, in the Old Testament, we have several people that we can look to. And one of them is Bezalel. Amen. And Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God to develop and execute an artistic design. How many of you guys are artists? You like painting. You like doing those type of things. Amen. You like creating stuff. One person, yeah. See, the, the Holy Spirit can work in your life through that. And see, he came over Bezalel, and literally the Spirit of God came upon this person, and he started, they started to create artistic designs for the house of God. And I believe that even through the media, the Holy Spirit moves. 
I believe that even through, through Facebook and Instagram, the Holy Spirit is able to move through an image because he gives these people where they're in the back the excellence to do what you see up in the screens, what you see in the background, amen, what you see projected through social media. And I believe the Lord has placed the talent of being artistic, of doing things that are uncommon and not ordinary, and they take it, they run with it, and they do it with excellence. Why? Because it's a divine design that when the Holy Spirit comes, comes over you. He gives you the ability to manage a sound effectively, to manage uh, the projections on the screen effectively, the cameras effectively. See, whenever the Holy Spirit comes, he's not limited to just go and support a preacher. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes, he's not limited to only support a church, although he does do that. But see, the Holy Spirit is also able to help you in every other area of your life. And that's why, Holy Spirit, we can't function without you. In your workplace, you need the Holy Spirit to function. You know why? Because when you get lazy, the Holy Spirit reminds you and say, hey, you got to get to work. Because whenever you own a business... And, and, and you want to go and you want to do things that are not right. The Holy Spirit reminds you, hey, I, I'm watching you, business owner. No one else might not be, may not be seeing what you're, what you're doing, but hey, I'm watching you. See, and that's why we need the Holy Spirit of God. See, last week we were in a powerful prophetic environment and we were seeing this man of God literally call out names, numbers, and information of people that we have never, that, that Facebook couldn't have given that to, that to him. See, he couldn't have gotten it off of Instagram or Facebook. It's impossible. Yesterday I was watching another video when a man of God was prophesying the name of a restaurant to a family that didn't have a restaurant, but they were already thinking of it. They had the name, and the prophet goes up to them and says, the name of your restaurant is blah, 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 blah. He told them the name, and it wasn't blah. It had an actual name. <laughs> like, there's an anointing to be funny in this altar. Every time I come, I don't know why. <laughs> I, think, I think you're leaving it here. <laughs> See, but listen to this. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to be part of your life in every single aspect, in your business, in your workplace, in, your, in the school of your children. See, Jimena, my daughter, she's four, year, four years old, and she's going to go to school, to pre-K, her first time. And like, it, we're literally like freaking out. We're like, I don't want to release my daughter. Because you feel like you can't be with them all the time and protect them. And as a parent, it's really hard to let go of your kids into a place that, that they, they've never been without you. So you have to release them to be alone without mom and dad that protect them, that protect her. It's hard. But see, as a man of God, as a man of the household, I have to depend on the Holy Spirit. My wife has to depend on the Holy Spirit. God, where I can't go, you go. What I can't protect, you protect. What I can't see, you can't see. And see, there's a dependency that we need to have on the Holy Spirit. And you need to give up your control. And you need to let him take all the control. But see, you need to pray about it. Not worry about it, but you need to pray about it. And you need to be like, hey God, take care of my kids. Hey God, take care of my household. Hey God, take care of me. See, I believe that there's going to be a wave of, of creativity coming over the church like never before. <clears throat> Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to give the church so many new ideas that you never thought you had in you. But guess what? God's going to place them inside of you. You're going to be more creative than ever because the Holy Spirit is walking with you. See, Moses couldn't do it all by himself. He had thousands and thousands coming to him. And God said, you know what, rise up 70 men and impart over them. And he imparted the spirit of God over them. But they needed the spirit of God in order to function in wise counsel. They needed the spirit of God to begin to do things effectively. Amen. Gideon was able to deliver Israel because the spirit of God came upon him. Gideon, as well as all the other judges, had to get filled with the presence of God. How many of you guys know the story of Gideon? Amen. 
See, Gideon was a man that didn't believe in himself. Gideon was a man that when the Lord came, the Lord said, I'm going I'm to deliver the people of Israel through you. And Gideon got freaked out. Through me? Through me, God? You're going to do something powerful? And God was like, yeah, through you, I'm going to begin to do something powerful. Through you, I'm going to deliver Israel, and I'm going to turn all those enemies that are coming against you, and I'm going to place them at your hands, and I'm going to give you the victory over your enemies. Gideon thought that he needed thousands of people to be on his side. He thought that he needed thousands of people in order to win the victory over his enemies. And what the Lord came and did in his life was the complete opposite. He said, Gideon, you don't need the thousands. You need the hundreds. But God, isn't the more the better? And God said, not in my kingdom. I can do with the very least, with the very little, I can do so many great things. And a lot of people have stopped dreaming because they have very little and they don't know that in the hands of God, the very little things can multiply into bigger and greater things. A lot of people have stopped wanting to open a business because they said, I don't have the funds for that. But I've seen, listen to this, I've seen people go from little tiny businesses in a really beaten and broken down place into a very successful business. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it in our family. I've seen it with other people. Listen, where they went and they said, you know what, I have a dream. I don't have the resources right now as I want to. The place isn't looking that well. But see, they had a dream and they were able to accomplish it. What are the things that we can do when we have the spirit of God over our life? The impossible will become possible for you. All you need is him. Samson in the, in the Bible. Samson was a man that had great strength whenever the Holy Spirit came upon him. And with a, listen to this, it's going to sound crazy. But with a jaw of a donkey, he was able to defeat thousands. Amen. So what can God do with you? What can God do in your life? What can God do through you if you would only learn to believe, to depend, and to say, God, not in my own power, but in your power. When Jesus was on earth, he opened up the scroll, and he began to read out of the book of Isaiah in chapter 61. He began to read out of that scroll, and Jesus said the following. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Turn to your neighbor and say, when the Holy Spirit anoints you. Tell him when the Holy Spirit anoints you. He changes the bad news into good news. Your message begins to change. Whenever you're there and you have the Holy Spirit come anoint you, your language begins to shift. Amen. You no longer are the carrier of bad news, but now you're the carrier of good news. Okay. Are y'all with me? How many of you guys want to be anointed? Anointed is to have the the presence of power of God over your life. That is anointing. Amen. That is anointing. And an anointing person, whenever the spirit comes upon them, you begin to carry the good news to people. And then he says, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. In other words, the Holy Spirit has sent me to heal the hearts of the people. He doesn't call you to be a heartbreaker, a dream killer. He doesn't call you to discourage other people. Oh, look at you. You're not perfect and you're still going to church. That's not what the Holy Spirit called you to do. Amen? The Holy Spirit called you to bind the brokenhearted. You know what? You're messed up. You're screwed up. You're in chaos right now. But let me take you to church because you need Jesus. Amen? That's what we need to do. Even the people that are right next to you right now, even if it's a leader. Amen? They need Jesus too. You need Jesus too. Can someone say we all need Jesus? We all need Jesus. We need his love. We need his presence. We need his Holy Spirit. Amen. So he said, I was sent to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open up the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn. He said, I come with a mission. I come with a plan. And he said, this is my plan. This is what I'm called to do. And see, the things that Jesus did, we have to imitate as well. Are y'all with me? 
And his ministry depended on the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus depended on the Holy Spirit, if he said, if he said the Holy Spirit is upon me, don't you think that you need the Holy Spirit too? Amen? Amen? Don't you think that you need the Holy Spirit too? Because I, I love that scripture that says that hell cannot prevail against the church. The doors, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Why? Because we have Jesus inside of us. Amen. Jesus is there with us and he defeated death. And he defeated any demonic power and stronghold or anything that may come against us. Jesus did it. There's a victory that happened in the cross of Calvary. There's something powerful that took place. And guess what? You are a partaker of the goodness of God. You are a partaker. And see, let, let me read this really quick. Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes and, and we see him in the pages of the Old Testament, when we see him in the pages of the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is never silent. Can you repeat that with me? The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is never silent. Amen. When he, when, what he begins to do, when the Holy Spirit comes, he moves. Say with me, he moves. He enables. He releases power to change people and to change circumstances amen H have you ever seen those tv shows wherever the the witches and warlocks they go and they conjure stuff up yeah and you know what happens the enemy will always try to do the opposite of what the lord is doing and the lord is teaching the church that we have to Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Activate. We have to do that. Holy Spirit, come. You know when the Holy Spirit activates, it's not when you just sing the song, but when you declare the word. Holy Spirit, activate because your word says, Holy Spirit, begin to move in my favor because I need you. See, this is far more powerful than darkness. This is light, baby, and light always outshines darkness. When the word of God is spoken, there is power that begins to be released over our lives, and that's why. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the word because without the word of God, because without the fuel for the fire, the Holy Spirit, nothing will happen. Nothing. The church is going to be boring and stale and no miracles are going to be seen. No power is going to be released. No lives and families are going to be changed and transformed. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is working in Axis Church because you're here today. Because you're here today. I had a, I had a, a, a person come up to me Wednesday, because we have our, our Wednesday access Espanol in Del Rio. And I had this person come up to me and said, Pastor, I've been inviting my family for many, many years. I believe it was around over nine years. And this person said, I've been inviting them so much and for so long. And they've never, they've never gone to, to the church services that I've invited them to. But they decided to come here tonight. And not only did they come here, Pastor, but they asked for prayer. And you prayed over them. And you know what impacted me the most is this person looks at me. And she said, Pastor, this is revival. This is revival. That people are coming to the feet of Jesus that you never expected. El cabezón que está a tu lado. That's revival. That's revival. The hard-headed person that's next to you that said, I'm never going to go to church. That's revival. That's revival. Someone turned over there. I don't know who they're looking at. <laughs> See, but, but I want to tell you this. That, that's revival. When the Holy Spirit of God comes, that's revival. He changes a heart that is so hard. The, the head that is so stubborn, when the Holy Spirit comes, you spoke to them for many years till you were blue in the face, but when the Holy Spirit hovered over them, something happened. See, I, I don't know if, if y'all paid attention to the message that Pastor Brian brought whenever he was talking about the, the, the seed and how um, all of a sudden, right, they were spreading the seed all, all over the place and some seeds fell here and others in different grounds and territories. Yeah, and he said, you know, one of the, one of the things that impacted me that he said, I'm sorry, sometimes my mouth speaks faster than my mind. Let me just stop a little bit. What really impacted me of that message 
is that he said, we've been spreading seeds for so long, for so many years, but we're not praying that the Holy Spirit would come and prepare the land. That revolutionized my mind. When, when I heard that, I said, wow, you know what? We've been planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, but have we prayed, God, deal with them. God, soften their hearts, soften their minds. Let them be receptive to your Holy Spirit. That when I heard that, I said, man, this is powerful revelation, right? And that's exactly what we need to do. El cabezón y la cabezona vinieron, no porque les dijiste, vinieron porque el Espíritu Santo vino sobre ellos. The, the, they came. Not because you insisted for so long. Yes, you did your part and you, you gave the word and you sowed the seeds and that's powerful. But see, at the end of the day, you can work till you're blue in the face, but if the Holy Spirit isn't on it, it's never going to grow. It's never going to grow. So see, you need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. See, in the New Testament, we see that Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized do y'all remember that? He was baptized and the word of God says that heavens were opened up over Jesus. They were opened up. They were opened up to him. And see, something powerful happened. The doors opened and then all of a sudden you see a dove. Or the Holy Spirit descend like a dove over Jesus. And the dove settled over him. And after that happened, the the power of the Holy Spirit rested upon Jesus and it thrusted the ministry of Jesus like never before. It began to push, it began to accelerate the ministry of Jesus like never before and all of a sudden the miracles happened. Lives were powerfully changed because when I have the Holy Spirit, anything and everything can happen. Amen. Can you stand to your feet please? Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't turn off the Holy Spirit with your bad attitude, with your lies, with your sin. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But guess what? We have to repent and repentance isn't only, God, I'm so sorry. And then going back and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. I'm gonna ask for forgiveness anyways, he'll forgive me. No, repentance is, you know what, God, I'm going to try with all my heart to not fall back again in that sin. That, that's true repentance. Amen. When you say, God, you know what, I'm not going to play around with you anymore. Like, this is serious stuff. Like, we're not playing church. The brine has to get ready. Amen. No puedes estar greñudo toda tu vida. Your hair can't be messed up all the time. Amen. You can't be dirty all the time. You have to get cleaned up by God and by His Holy Spirit. And you know what I love about him is that 1st Romans 8, Romans 8, only the ones that read the Bible caught that, 1st Romans, Romans 8.14 declares that the children of God are led by the Spirit. How many children of God do we have here? How many children of God do we have here? Very few believe it sometimes. But you know what I love is that the Holy Spirit guides us. He takes you by the hand and he says, come on, I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you. Have you ever wanted to have a teacher to be there with you 24-7? to instruct you on how to be a better husband, a better wife, a better son, a better daughter, a better uncle, aunt, grandson, granddaughter. Have you ever had someone that you want to be there and teach you, hey, how, how do I become better? Well, you have them. It's the Holy Spirit. It's through his word that he's gonna begin to give you principles that you never could come up with yourself. But when you dig into the word, he'll begin to reveal greater things to you. He'll give you strategies. He'll reveal to you plans. 
just because he's with you and because Romans 8.14 declares that the children of God are led by the Spirit. You are no longer led by yourself. You're led by God. Can you say that? I'm led by God. I'm led by God. Romans 8.26 declares that the Holy Spirit is praying for you all the time. He's interceding. He's there. He's rooting for you. He's praying. Romans 8.26, it declares that. It says that the Holy Spirit is praying for you. Have you ever wanted someone to be praying for you all the time? You have someone. Holy Spirit. John 15, 26 declares that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Amen. Have you ever wanted someone to be there and comfort you when you feel like you're alone and broken and beat up and, and, and confused? And he said, I need someone to comfort me. And people are comforted by so many other things. They're comforted by sin. They're comforted by, by things that they shouldn't be doing because they haven't been comforted or they don't allow to, themselves to be comforted by the Holy Spirit change change what comforts you you have the power to do so and he is your comforter he's there he's rooting you on all the time you might not always see him but he's the one who ordains your footsteps everywhere you go everywhere you step your foot he's like hold on hold on before you take that step my spirit's gonna guide you go left go right go with this person go with that person that's the power of the holy spirit that's what he does, that, that inner instinct that you have that tells you, oh, like, it looks good, but it's not. Wives are blessed with that gift. They, they are so in tune with the Holy Spirit. You know, my wife, sometimes she's like, be careful with that person. And I'm like, no, get the pasa, look, they're, they're really cool, and be careful with that person. But they invited us to the carne asada, babe, they're, they're cool, look at them. And then something happens, and I'm like... should have listened because the Holy Spirit will speak through your spouse as well believe it or not he will he will do it John 2 27 declares that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will teach us say with me he is my teacher he is my teacher you just have to go to the teacher see I had a friend who who helps us with ministry sometimes and this past week he wasn't there and we saw a miracle happen and I sent him and his wife a text message look what God did and he's like oh see the sinner didn't go that's why miracles happen and I said no I said the sick came they brought the sick this time and I said we need to bring the sick more often so that they can heal see but sometimes we're stuck in that mindset like oh it's because it was me I stopped the flow. No, God wants to flow continually. But if the sick don't come, ¿quién va a sanar si no hay nadie que necesita sanidad? Right? We need that. We need that. So say with me, the Holy Spirit is my teacher. John 16, 13 declares that he will guide us into all truth. He is our guide. He is our guide. You don't need the fortune cookie from Panda Express. I don't know if y'all have Panda Express here. But you don't need the fortune cookie to tell you where you got to go, where you be, got to be directed to or go to. Amen? If that makes sense. <laughs> you don't need the magic eight ball, your zodiac sign to tell you. You don't need that. Can you tell your neighbor you don't need that junk? Because it's junk. You need the Word of God. That's what you need. You need the Holy Spirit who's better than all that junk, than all that mess. There's a lot of people that might be going through a time of friction, of friction, where you feel that, that tug and that fight and that mess, and you feel like you're burning out, breaking down. All you need is oil from the Holy Spirit. That's all you need. Pastor Rafa, you make it sound so easy. I've come to a place of surrender in my life, and trust me, I'm going through hard, some hard things right now. <laughs> and people think that, wow, the life of pastor is so perfect and so marvelous. But our faith is tested. If we're here to preach you about faith, we need, we need to have faith. If we're, we're here to teach you about depending on Holy Spirit, <laughs> I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. 
And trust me, we've been through some difficult things. We're going through some difficult things. But I'm surrendered. Don't do my will, God. Your will be done. And a lot of the times you get so frustrated. And trust me, I get frustrated even now. But I need to remind myself constantly, hey, I need you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, no aguanto. Yesterday, I locked myself in, in the room. And everyone was out there partying and, and having a blast. And Pastor Rafa was... was they're in a room talking to the Holy Spirit because I, I need to bring to the church and I need to usher in the presence and I need to usher in a word that's going to bless you. This is dedication. It's my assignment. It's my calling over the earth to prepare the church, to prepare you, to lift you up, to tell you the good news of the gospel, to bind the brokenhearted, to set the captives free from their captivity. That's what the Lord has called us to do, to bring hope to the brokenhearted. That's what the Lord called us to do. And we're called, every single one of us, ministers, because you're also a minister. A minister isn't the one that only preaches behind a pulpit. We're all ministers of the living God. And as ministers, we have to have a relationship with God. You can be in the same household with your spouse and at the same time sleep in two different rooms and two different beds and two different places because although you're married and you're under the same household, but if you don't have relationship, it's chaos. And the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's in all places. Wherever you go, He sees you. Pastor Rafa doesn't follow you everywhere. And let me tell you, we don't want to do that either. We don't want to know everything about you, trust me because it's gonna get so scary. But the Holy Spirit does see everything. <laughs> I can't handle the ugly side of you, but Holy Spirit can. And despite seeing your ugliness, <laughs> and when I say ugliness, I'm talking about the sin, the, the, the dirtiness, the stuff that people see, but also the stuff that people don't see. And yet He still looks at you and says, to give you another chance you're filthy right now but I'm gonna clean you up I'm gonna do something new inside of your life that's the Holy Spirit that comes with me that goes with you that is there every single step of the way he's here and see I'm gonna open up the altar and I'm gonna invite those people that say you know what I, I just need God in my life I need the Holy Spirit and if you're that person come up we want to pray over you we want to pray over you amen just be honest. Just say, you know what? I, I need it. I know you guys aren't used to it here, but you need to get used to it because Pastor Rafa is going to come more often. <laughs> Amen. You need, to, you need to get used to it. Amen. This is a church. We come to connect with God. If you need God, come. If you need the Holy Spirit to oil you up, <laughs> come up. He's going to hover over you, over your family over your, your sons, your daughters, your spouse. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just say, oil me up, Holy Spirit. Oil me up. Fill me up. Fill me up with your guidance, with your love, with your joy, with your peace, with your understanding. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.